Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everybody is doing fantastic. Uh, let me know in the comments. First and foremost, you can see me and hear me okay. Uh, just let me know in the comments. Mm, and let me quickly check if everything is all good on my end. I want to make sure the notification went out. So I can speak to all you amazing folks today about a very important topic in relation to job descriptions. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Looks like we're in business, folks. Looks like I am live. And let me quickly oh. check if everything is all good. On my oh, there we go. Heard myself. Perfect. Excellent. Looks like uh, everyone's got the notification. The notification has gone out. So welcome, everyone, to today's session. Um, and uh, let me know in the comments if you can see me and hear me okay. Uh, I'm not sure if everyone is able to see me and hear me okay. And introduce yourself, folks. Networking opportunity, right? Make sure you're all networking with each other. Like we... Just kind of think of this as, as your own little community in the job while you're in your job search. Or for those of you with an interest in hearing about job search tips and advice, right? We got Anjali in the house. Hey, Anjali, always good to see you here. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're doing great. Uh, who else is here? Let me know in the comments and, and let everyone know. Uh, you know, uh, pitch yourself, folks. Introduce yourself. Let, let others know who you are, what your, what your field is. If you're actively on the market, what type of job opportunities are you looking for? Here's an opportunity for you to do that, right? Unless, unless of course, you don't want to publicly advertise that you're you're on the market. Uh, so Anjali is from Mississauga. Awesome. Saga is in the house. That's fantastic. Uh, let me just quickly go live on Instagram as well. Awesome. Fantastic. What's up to everyone on Instagram? And also shout out to everyone tuning in on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, as well as on Periscope as well. Uh, we got Sandeep, Sandeep in the house. Uh, morning, Sandeep. Morning, morning. Hope you're doing great. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, other than the introductions, folks, you need all of you need to be introducing yourself. But also, uh, feel free to put all of your job search questions as well. We got Molik in the house. Uh, Molik, thanks so much for tuning in. Good morning to you as well. Um, I don't know about where all of you folks are. Like I, I know mo most of you folks are are here in uh, in Toronto. I woke up this morning, I see snow outside. So I guess it, it must have snowed a little bit outside, right? So it looks like we're definitely in that part of the year. So uh, let me get this thing started, folks. Uh, and just a few more shout outs. We got Sandeep all the way from India. Thanks thanks for tuning in, Sandeep. Um, so today's topic, folks, what I'm going to be speaking about is um, customizing your resume for the job description, right? Now, this is a source of frustration and complaint I've heard from a lot of job seekers because look, it's time it's time consuming, folks, right? It's it's very time consuming for you to have to cater and customize your resume for each and every job that you're applying to. Let me know if you agree in the comments. And let me know in the comments how much time, folks, do you spend customizing your resume for each and every uh, position out there, right? Because I, I totally understand it's very time consuming. A few more shout outs here. We got Jasmeet in the house. Uh, Jasmeet, good morning, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. We got Gershin. Uh, morning, Gershin. Uh, Malik is from Vancouver. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. West Coast is in the house. Uh, we got Pooja here as well. Morning, Pooja. Nice to see you here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, so today's topic, folks, job descriptions, right? How To what degree is it important for you as a job seeker to cater and customize your resume uh, for the job description, right? For, for, for each and every position you're applying for. I'm going to be covering that. I'm going to be sharing my perspective based on my experience working in recruitment for eight plus years. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, Thanks so much for tuning in and welcome to my weekly Wednesday live show where I talk about a job search topic uh, every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. 
And uh, so my name is Dean Kulawira. I've been work. I, my previous experience has been in recruitment, so specifically IT recruitment for eight plus years, uh, working in the staffing industry. And uh, I worked at uh, small agencies in in the, in the staffing agency side of things. I worked at larger agencies, and uh, I, I've recruited on, on on positions within IT in a multitude of different companies, different industries. So everything from startups all the way to large size you know huge uh, companies as well uh the reason i mentioned that folks is is that is the basis of of all of my knowledge my strategies my tips is based on this 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 large variety of organizations that i've, I've recruited on so this allows me to kind of get this high level view of, of recruitment and, and patterns and all these different kind of things right uh so we got sonali tuning in from uh from india nice to see you here sonali oh a, a, fe a fellow talent acquisition executive awesome thanks for tuning in sonali good morning mohammed nice to see you here uh mustafa from t.o awesome thanks for tuning in mustafa and we got sandeep uh, in the house sandeep is looking for a web designer job awesome awesome uh so folks quick announcement before i get into talking about today's topic and this is a heads up for those of you uh, who are who have an interest in in cybersecurity? If you're if you're concerned about, hey, look, um, well, we're spending a lot of time online right now. Are we doing it safely? Are we at risk? I got an extra special guest, folks, tuning in tomorrow. Okay, so I want everyone to mark their calendars and set their reminders. So I got tomorrow my friend Danny Pehar. So some of you might already be following Danny. He's very he, he's a very extensive uh, cybersecurity expert. Always posting about cybersecurity, how we can all be cybersecure, cyber aware. And basically educating us on 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 cybersecurity. Uh, so if you're tuning in, um, you know you can tune into this discussion tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. So that's Thursday, November 19th, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. It's going to be a great discussion, folks. The focus is not on the career aspect of things, folks. This is on how we can all be more uh, cyber smart, cyber secure, and cyber aware, so that we're not falling victim to cyber fraud. And, and these various instances that cyber criminals are taking advantage of, especially now that most of us are spending a lot of time online, right? So again, this is going to be happening tomorrow, Thursday, November 19th, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. I invite all of you to join. It's going to be a great discussion. Uh, Danny's a great guy, very friendly. And he's also going to be asking and answering any of your questions live as well. All right. So that's going to be tomorrow, uh, uh, September. Uh, uh, what was it? September. Uh, sorry, not September. November 19th at 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. All right. And for those of you who are who are active job seekers, uh, wanted to invite you to also subscribe to my newsletter. So I release a weekly newsletter. Uh, I release it every Monday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time zone. And it's a weekly strategy. I send out job search strategies every week bright and early monday morning 7 30 a.m eastern time zone that is bright and early of course based on the eastern standard time zone here but you're all most welcome to sign up and subscribe um, the, the address is over there if you subscribe today uh, i'll send you a free uh, well uh, an immediate access to uh, my four metrics right it is free four key metrics you as a job seeker need to be keeping track of in your job search that's going to help you identify where the problems are in your job search strategy so the address is right there it's triple w dot dkglobaltalent.com forward slash newsletter so uh make sure you subscribe uh, i send out a newsletter every week on mondays all right so we got uh we got dina in the house yo yo from mauritius holiday good to see you here good to see you dina hope you're having a fantastic time in mauritius and we got mustafa from la nice to see you here mustafa appreciate you uh tuning in okay so folks today's topic right again for those of you just tuned in i'm talking about hey how important is it how important is it as a job seeker for you to customize your resume for each and every position, each and every role that you're applying for? And let me know in the comments, folks, actually, for those of you tuning in, I want to know, 
are all of you customizing your resume for the positions that you're applying for? Are, are you actually customizing it for each and every position? And how long is it taking for you? And do you find that it's a source of frustration? So I'm going to be talking about whether it makes sense for, for anyone to be customizing their resume uh, for every position they're applying for. So a few couple of tips, a couple of areas I wanted to cover and feel free to put your, uh, share your thoughts and your questions in the comments as well. Now, number one is folks, and this is, this is based on my experience being, being an IT recruiter who has worked in recruitment for eight plus years. Now, this is the part that a lot of you are not going to like hearing this, right? But it's the reality of the situation. And I, and, and I want it, uh, and I'm always educating all of you on, on the realities of recruitment, on the job search process and the job search cycle, right? Now, number one, in regards to uh, job descriptions, right, folks? Job descriptions rarely, if ever, tell the full story. And they're, and they're not always an accurate reflection of what the key aspects of the position and of the role are, right? Now, I know, I know a lot of you listening to this might feel very discouraged by that and, and maybe upset, but but stay with me, right? I'm going to show you how to navigate this. And, and, and I, I just wanted to give you a, a, a peek from the other side of the table. Job descriptions, for the most part, folks, do not tell the full story and do, are not always an accurate reflection of what the key aspects of the position and what the key requirements of the role are. Because, uh, uh, you know, a job description have usually have like, you know, 20, 30 bullet points. And I find that a lot of people obviously are stressed out about the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Dean, how, like, how, do I seriously have to uh, customize my resume for these positions that I'm applying for? So the first part, and this is the reality of the situation, folks, is you got to you got to understand is the job descriptions, not all 20, 30 of those bullet points uh, are, 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 are an absolute requirement for the position. Right. That's the reality of the situation, which is point number two. Uh, sorry, point number one. Right. So first of all, job descriptions do not always reflect the the uh, the entire scope of the position or, or even accurately, accurately, accurately reflect what the key components of the role are or what's most important to the organization. Right. So what I'm basically saying here is do not be intimidated by the 20, 30, 20 to 30 bullet points on the on the job description. A lot of you are, are going over job descriptions. Right. And you're, you're saying you're and, and you're thinking, hey, I don't match like 70 percent of these or, or 80 percent of these. So I'm not going to apply at all. Sorry, I'm not matching like 10% or 20% or 30% of, of what's required, what's uh, listed on this job description. So I'm not going to apply at all. Uh, don't dismiss the job description just based on that, folks. And this is why I'm trying to make this point. Not all 20, 30 bullet points on that job description are absolute requirements for the position. So a lot of you might be might be dismissing these positions that you're interested in applying for simply because you don't match maybe 10% or 20% of the bullet points. And the fact is not not all of those those requirements listed in the job description are absolute non-negotiables for the hiring for the hiring team. Right. Uh, and, and what it comes down to, and this is based on, again, my experience uh, working in recruitment in, 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 a, in a job description of maybe like, you know, 20 to 30 requirements, probably only three or four of those requirements are absolute non-negotiables for the position. Right. If you're taking notes, you want to write that down. Right. In a job description of those 20 to 30 bullet points, maybe three or four of those bullet points are, are actual keys uh, to the position and, and absolutely required and extremely important for the position. That's the reality of it, folks. So this is why a lot of you should not be dismissing positions uh, just based on the fact that you might be missing maybe 10 to 20 percent of what's listed in the requirements. Because, again, it only comes down to maybe three or four bullet points that are extremely important to the organization. Right. Uh, now, this brings me to tip number two in regards to customizing your resume. Now, of those, uh, you know, 20 to 30 bullet points, uh, like I said, maybe three or four might be important. 
you're not going to know at the application stage which of those 20 to 30 bullet points are are, are those key aspects for the role you're not going to be able to figure out hey okay what you know what are those three to four bullet points that are absolutely important for the position you're, you're not going to be able to know that right you're not going to be able to d- determine that and figure it figure that out um at the application stage right so this is extremely important for all of you to understand and be aware of right and this is actually so and i'm going to get into uh, f- further into what, what what this means for you uh, when you're customizing your resume now the, uh, in regards to point number two right that that you won't know which of those 20 to 30 bullet points are, are the key three to four points you need to be highlighting on your resume now the exception to this is if you're being represented by an agency now, if you're being represented by a staffing agency and they have a great relationship with their client they will be able to let you know hey uh you know these are the 20 to 30 bullet points but of these 20 to 30 bullet points x y and z are the key 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 components of the role that you need to highlight on the resume right so this is one of the benefits if you have a great if you're working with this if you're being represented by a great staffing agency and that staffing agency has had access has access to the to the direct hiring manager and they they and usually staffing agencies they meet with the hiring team before they even start recruiting on the position they have a discussion with the hiring team and the typical discussion pretty much uh, you know most staffing agencies what they do is they they highlight hey look you, you folks have 20 to 30 bullet points listed on this job description tell us what are the three three or four most important things you need for this position and and, and whereas you know what would be the remainder that would not be as important most staffing agencies folks 99 90 i'd say 90 to 95% of the time always have this discussion with their clients and they clarify this and and the the agency is going to focus on those three four bullet points when they're conducting their search right so this is why sometimes a lot of you you know you might not get found by recruiters is because maybe you're not mentioning those those key aspects they're looking for uh which I'm going to get to in in point number 4 shortly right in, in how to make sure you increase your chances of getting found by recruiters but the point is well staffing agencies usually already have an idea of what those key 4 5 3 uh, 4 aspects are on the job description and you if you're being represented by an agency you need to have that discussion with them and find out hey so what are those 3 or 4 most important things your client is looking for so I can make sure I highlight those on my resume before you go ahead and present my resume to your client So this is one of the advantages if you're being represented by an agency you're working through an agency they'll be able to let you know of those 20 to 30 bullet points or whatever it is listed on the job description they'll they will be or should be able to let you know in mo- in most cases in majority of cases what the 3 to 4 most important points are so you can highlight those on your resume right now for those of you who are who are applying directly you will you might not have access to that information you would not be able to know of those 20 to 30 bullet points what are those key three or four points that you actually need to be focusing your your attention on on your resume now because of that 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 brings me to a step of a point number 3 if you're applying directly right unfortunately you will have to customize your resume uh to to the entire job description right now that does not mean you have to mention each and everything that's mentioned on the, on the job description what i'm saying is any relevant experience you do have right if you have experience with xyz and 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 xyz is mentioned on the on the resume uh, sorry on the job description you want to make sure you highlight that on 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 your uh, resume right you don't want to be uh, you don't want to be omitting that so folks at your end and i know this is tedious i know this is this is like time consuming but this is the reality of the situation if you, if you don't have a direct contact or you're not able to find out what are those key three or four things you're looking for out of those 20 things in, in the job description then you do have to customize your resume for the position that you're applying for 
right? So this is where you have to review the job description in detail, right? Bullet point by bullet point. And you want to make sure you highlight those things mentioned on the job description, which you do have experience with on your resume. You want to highlight it. You want to mention those keywords. You want to mention those skill sets. Why? Because you, you never know which of those, uh, you know, bullet points are going to be those key important three or four uh, aspects that they're looking for in a candidate. So uh, hopefully all of you are with me so far, right? So my point is, if you're applying directly to a position you're and, and you don't have a way to figure out what are the key three or four skills they're looking for for this position, then you do have to review the job description in detail, as much detail as possible, and make sure you're highlighting and listing those skill sets and all of those skill sets that you do have experience with on your resume. So that way, when the recruiter is conducting their keyword search, because again, remember, the staffing agency, they're going to know what those key three or four skill sets are. And they're only going to be conducting their search based on those three or four skill sets. So if you're not listing each, uh, you know, all those relevant aspects on, on the job description, which you have experience with, it's possible your resume might not come up when they're doing their search. So to reduce the chances of that happening, this is why you do have to customize your resume for the positions you're applying for. Again, I know it's frustrating. I know it's time consuming. But this is exactly why, folks, you need to be doing this uh, when you're conducting your your uh, when you're customizing your resume, right? So you do have to uh, do that. Now, I, I um, now another thing I wanted to warn all of you of, and this is something I've heard going around. Some people are suggesting, hey, just copy and paste the job description, right? Minimize it into the smallest font possible, and and make it white, right? Because because the uh, the word uh, word documents background is white, and then minimize it and just put it on your resume so that that way. Whatever keyword they enter, your, your resume is going to show up. Folks, this is stupid advice, all right? Now, now, if, and if any of you are uh, recommending this advice to anyone out there, it's harmful, it's foolish, and it's not a good practice. And I'll tell you why. Because when recruiters are reviewing resumes in detail, right? So let's say a rec recruiter has, has, has shortlisted like 10 or 15 resumes that they want to review in detail. The, when they open up their your, your resume, first thing they're going to do is they're going to hit Control F, right? If it's a if it's a, a Windows uh, machine they're using, if it's Apple, they're going to do Command F, and they're going to do a keyword search on your resume. While your resume is open, they're going to conduct a keyword search. They're going to enter some keyword, and they're going to hit uh, you know next, next, next to see all those places where you're, you you listed that keyword, and they're going to read those sections in especially more detail. And guess what's going to happen if you do this this foolish thing that people are suggesting? In copying and pasting the job description, minimizing it into a small font, making it white so it can be seen and inputting it on your on your resume. What's going to happen, folks? They're going to hit Control F. Eventually, they're going to come across the fact that you have done this on your resume. And guess what? That's going to do. That's going to now discredit your entire. Uh, it's just it's simply going to discredit. You're going to you're going to discredit yourself, right? Because now, what's the recruiter thinking? The recruiter is thinking, hey, this person just wanted to come up in the search results, or this person just wanted to get found. And, and now your entire resume is in question, right? Not just that part where you minimize the job description and put it on your resume, but now your entire resume is, has come into question because now it's like, yeah, this person just wanted to get found. So you, you, you entirely discredited yourself. So this practice, whoever, those of you watching this who are telling people to do this, stop it. It's harmful. You're, you're making people discredit themselves and, and, and you're, you're affecting pe how people are conducting their job search. It's dumb advice. It's stupid advice. Stop doing this. Stop, stop uh, promoting that. It's, it's a terrible piece of advice, right? And, and everyone needs to quit doing that. I had someone actually reach out to me recently and, and, and telling me, hey, Dean, someone advised me to do this. Should I do this? And I told them, no, absolutely not. Do not do that. You will discredit yourself. Because folks, this advice you're getting is from people who have never worked in recruitment or, or not worked in recruitment. 
Anyone who has worked in recruitment will will tell you not to do this. It's not a good practice. You will end up discrediting discrediting yourself because eventually the recruiter recruiter will find out that you have done this on your resume. Again, because they're going to hit Control F, they're going to do a keyword search when you when you when they have your resume open, right? The Word document. And they're going to eventually find out you copied and pasted the job description into your resume, and and now your your entire uh, professional uh, you know representation on your resume has come into question, and you've discredited yourself. And, and, and pretty much knocked yourself out of the process. So don't do that, right? If you've done that, it's not your fault. It, whoever gave you that advice is, is the person at fault and, and should be ashamed of themselves for, for promoting that advice. It's bad advice. So don't do that, all right? Now, which brings me to tip number four, all right? So obviously you have to customize your resume. I know it's time consuming. You got to customize your resume for the job descriptions that you're, um, that you're that for the jobs that you're applying for. You have to cater your resume for the job description. Now, how can you make this more simpler and more easier, right? So my suggestion, folks, is for everyone to have a what, what I what what's called a master version of, of your resume. Now, the master version of your resume is basically a version of your resume that you will never actually present or submit for any position because it's an extremely detailed version of your resume, right? And this is why we're calling it a master version of your resume. So this is what's going to help you customize your resume much more easier, right? So, so bear with me and, and make sure you're taking notes as well. Now, the master version of, your, version of your resume, as I mentioned, is it should be an extremely, extremely detailed version of your resume. This version of your resume could potentially be, you know, uh, I don't know, 8, 10, maybe 15, even 20 pages, right? And the whole point of the master version is to have as much detail as possible regarding each position, every skill set you have, every tool you work with, every software you work with, every, uh, I don't know, technical uh, methodology you work with, every kind of process you work with, whatever it is as much detail as possible. And again, this is going to be an extremely long version of your resume, which is as detailed as possible. And this is your master version. And again, this is the version you will never submit to any position. This is simply to make your life more easier, right? When you're customizing your resume. Now, the purpose of your master resume is now when you have job, when you're applying for jobs, you have certain job descriptions. And then obviously most of you are going to be applying for similar type of positions. You're going to be noticing that certain jobs will require you to remove, remove certain things from your master resume and not include and then highlight other aspects. So when you have a master version of your resume, it's much easier to do this, right? Because it's extremely detailed. You'll know exactly which parts you want to take out, which parts you want to remove from the master version and which parts you want to maybe highlight and enhance or, or further elaborate on if needed based on what the requirements are for the position, right? So having a master version, that's what's going to help you do that, folks. It's going to help you, uh, you know, use that time and utilize that time more effectively where you already have a very detailed version of your resume and you're simply removing things. You're moving things out, removing things. And if needed, based on the job description, uh, you're going to be, uh, you know, maybe adding things that, that might have not been mentioned and stuff like that. So this is going to help you, again, do this more effectively and more efficiently, right? So that's my tip number four is have a master version of your resume so you're able to more effectively and, and maybe spend a little less time having to customize and make a new resume for, or, or at least uh, completely redo your resume for each and every position you're applying for. So have a master version prepared and ready. So invest a couple of hours if needed, folks. Create a master version that's extremely detailed, each and every single detail about each and every single project, every role and all that stuff. So that when you're customizing your resume, you just take out your master resume, figure out which parts you, do, you don't need to include. You can remove those parts. And, and that way, it's much easier for you to customize it, right? Now, another thing I wanted to mention, when you're customizing your resume for these job descriptions, you only want to highlight and, and mention those things that you do have experience with. Do not, do not, folks, do not misrepresent yourself, okay? Do not, uh, like I said before, this is kind of connected to what I mentioned before. 
do not mention things on your resume simply because they're mentioned on the job description and you don't have, you don't even have experience with that that will again again affect your credibility and you will discredit yourself i have as a recruiter unfortunately plenty of times ha- had this happen to candidates that i have represented right now obviously as a recruiter i can't clarify each and every skill set that that someone has listed on their resume and i have had candidates go in for interviews and the hiring manager the hiring team has asked them about some specific skill set listed on the resume and the candidate has said you know what i actually don't have experience with that and guess what happens folks the entire conversation get, gets thrown into the whatever thrown into the dust right because now the hiring manager is also wondering hey i mean what else listed on this person res- person's resume have they misrepresented misrepresented themselves on now your entire resume your your entire professional experience is coming into question and guess what the hiring manager does not have time to go over each and every part of your resume to clarify which which parts are true and which parts are not true so don't do this folks i know i know i know there's a temptation to make sure that you you know you increase your chances of getting found but i don't want you to discredit yourself a lot of you are amazing fantastic highly talented highly educated people and i don't want you to put stains on your reputation right even if that means that you you might not be able to apply for certain roles or you might not get selected for certain roles your your resume might not get shortlisted for certain roles i'd rather that happens folks than you put a stain on your reputation especially if you're working if you're being represented by an agency i don't want the agency to end up blacklisting you and and this and putting on their system hey don't work with this candidate because they 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 lied on their resume i don't want that to happen to any of you right so do not do that and i know the temptation again is for you to get found you want to make sure your resume gets found but folks when you're going over the job description only 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 highlight those things you do have experience with the relevant experience you do have listed on on the on the on the job description right so you you're reviewing the job description you see xyz uh listed on the resume and and you have not highlighted that on your resume but you do have experience with that guess what you you want to then highlight that let's say you're reviewing the job description it lists xyz you do not have experience with xyz do not mention xyz on your resume if you do not have experience with that right now if you have academic experience if you have uh you know uh, uh, professional experience yeah definitely you want to mention that on your resume you want to highlight that you want to mention that because again you want to make your resume keyword rich you want to increase the chances of of yourself getting found because again we don't know what are those 3 4 key skill sets at the application stage that the recruiter is going to be looking for and searching for right so look i hope this information was helpful so i'm going to quickly review what i spoke about right number 1 the reality folks is job descriptions those 20 to 30 bullet points do not always reflect the the, the actual key aspects and, and the real nature of what's required for the position by the way i just wanted to add this is also based on my conversations as a recruiter with hiring teams over the years i have literally met with many hiring teams who say uh hey dean well, you know what we're looking you know this job description is just like uh, uh you know it's just for the public but the key aspects are just you know bullet point 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 like that's it that's what we're looking for So that's the reality of the situation folks. So unfortunately to accommodate that you do have to customize so that you're making sure that you're increasing your chances of mentioning those keywords you do have experience with. So you do have to cater your resume for the position, right? So that that was number 1. And number 2 is because uh be- because you're not aware of what those key key bullet points are and I kind of already spoke about this. That's why you need to make sure you're customizing your resume for each of those positions, right? Which brings me to number of uh, tip number 3. at the application stage you do have to um, uh, customize your resume for the positions positions you're applying for definitely required folks so make sure you set aside the time to customize your resume uh, tip number 4 was in order to make your customization process more easy take the time to create a master resume right a master version of your resume this is an extremely detailed version of your resume 
this version of your resume might be, you know, uh, if you're a junior entry level person, maybe it's like a, a, a three, four pages. If you, if it's, uh, if you're intermediate to senior, maybe it's like eight, 10, 15, maybe even 20, 30 pages. And this is again, a version of your resume. You will never submit anywhere. This is simply to make your, your customization process more easy. You have a master version, which is extremely detailed. So when you're customizing your resume, you simply have to take out stuff, right? It makes things much easier. You can take out certain projects, take out certain skill sets, take out certain, uh, certain, uh, uh, experience and if needed you might want to add in and maybe enhance or, or or highlight certain things and things like that but it makes your the customization uh, process much easier right so that's those are my tips today folks in regards to job descriptions whether or not you need to customize your resume for the job description so i hope this information was helpful uh if you did find this session helpful make sure you like uh share and comment folks and let me know uh, in the comments uh, if you have any questions about this topic so i'm going to get to the questions shortly uh, so let me know any job search questions you folks have put it in the put it in the comments and I'm going to respond to your questions right now. Uh, whether it's related to the job descriptions or any job search questions you have folks, I'm here to help you out. I'm here to respond to your questions. Uh, if there are no questions, I'm going to end the session. So let me know and type in any questions you have. All right, so let's see here. So let's see what, what questions we have. Uh, actually, let me just quickly, uh, uh, where, where are the questions? Let me see here. Okay. So we got a lot of introductions here. So Anjali says, it depends on the role, 15 to 30 minutes. I have a master resume and three to four generic resumes for the roles I target for. Excellent, Anjali. Hey, that's fantastic, right? So Anjali's already using this advice I've, I've given, right? About having a master version of the resume and three or four generic resumes for the roles uh, she targets. So yeah, that's another great point, Anjali, right? Like you have to know what you're targeting, folks. So Anjali knows, okay, I'm going to be targeting, you know, these, you know, uh, these three or four types of uh, positions. So she already has a generic resume prepared and she also has a master resume. So now the application process becomes much more easier and efficient for Anjali because she knows it's going to, because the, the, the core nuts and bolts of the resume is all done. It's all prepared. It's all ready. She just has to maybe take out some stuff or maybe add in some stuff based on the job description so great job there anjali and, and that's why she's only spending maybe 15 30 minutes on uh, on customizing her resume for each position right so great job anjali and uh, and and you know keep doing that right you, you gotta be you gotta figure out the process folks and, and figure out how you can do it more effectively and more efficiently right so uh, uh great stuff there anjali thanks for sharing that anjali says totally agree with your point number one yeah yeah absolutely anjali uh, we got Ravleen says, hi, hey, Ravleen. Uh, Ravleen says, I have a question. Great. I don't see a question, Ravleen. So ask me your question in the comments. Uh, we got Sundaravel. Sundaravel says, hi, I'm Sundar from New Brunswick looking for network jobs. Awesome. Yeah. So anyone looking for uh, looking to connect with Sundaravel, feel free to do that, right? So I don't see any questions, folks. So it looks like I'm going to assume that no one has any questions. I guess I did a fantastic job presenting on this topic or it's a topic that uh, a lot of you are not really interested in so either way i hope this session was helpful if there are no questions i am going to wrap it up but i will give a couple of more seconds in case uh, because i know there's a lag here so in case anyone has, has any questions feel free to put it in the comments all right uh, but if not i'll wrap this up in a couple of minutes uh, but in the meantime, again, just a reminder, again, folks, uh, for those of you with an interest in cybersecurity, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a fantastic guest in tomorrow. His name is Danny Pehar. So Danny is going to be coming in tomorrow, uh, same time, uh, Thursday, November 19th, 11 a.m. He's going to be telling us how we can be more cyber smart, cyber aware, and how we can protect ourselves from cyber criminals, right? Because you and I, all of us, we're spending a lot of time online. 
So make sure you tune in, folks. Mark your calendars. That's going to be tomorrow, same time, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. All right. So I hope to see all of you uh, tomorrow. I think I have some uh, questions here. Uh, Mustafa said you did, sir. <laughs> I appreciate that, Mustafa. Uh, thanks. I really appreciate that. So we got uh, Michael here. Michael says, hi, relocated to UK last year. I'm experienced in supply chain management, but getting a job here in the UK has been difficult. Please advise me how I can go about it to upskill my skill to the UK market. All right. So Michael, uh, I appreciate you tuning in, my friend. But unfortunately, so my market, you know, my market focus is primarily has been uh, here in North America, right? So, so Canada and the U.S., I can say, Michael, I'm, I'm very much informed about the, the market in the UK. But what I would suggest is uh, I'm, I'm assuming, Michael, you're primarily applying for jobs online. So make sure you you uh, you are, again, based on today's session, make sure you're customizing your resume as much as possible for the positions positions that you're applying for in supply chain. Right. So you, you got to, again, make sure you're customizing your resume as, as best as possible for the positions positions you're applying for. And the second thing I would suggest, Michael, is don't depend solely on applying online as well. You want to see if you can identify people that you can reach out to directly at the company you're interested in applying for and introducing yourself and seeing if you can stand out uh, that way. Right, Michael? So, uh, again, if you want more specific advice, Michael, about the UK market, unfortunately, I'm not the right guy. I'm not I'm not that familiar uh, with the UK market. But uh, hopefully you can you can speak to maybe some of your colleagues in the space or people uh, who are working in supply chain in UK who can who can give you more specific advice. But that would be my advice to you, Michael. All the best and thanks so much for tuning in. Hope that helps. <clears throat> so Anjali says. Um, so, uh, Dean, uh, I recently had a chance to talk to a hiring manager. Conversation was very interesting. He clearly mentioned that job description is not exactly what he's looking for. Folks, this is exactly what I was talking about, right? Anjali, thanks so much for sharing this, right? And so this is coming from someone else, folks, right? Maybe some of you are thinking, yeah, Dean, you're just you're just making this stuff up. No, folks, this is the reality of it, right? So Anjali is giving a per perfect example here. Unfortunately, and I know this is, and this is so, for, by, by the way, this is not just frustrating for you, folks. This is frustrating for me as well, because I hate to think that people are taking the time to customize their resumes. And there are some cases where, like Anjali is saying here, like it's not even the, the hiring manager saying the job description is not even like uh, exactly what he's looking for. So this is where companies really, really need to step their game up. Like what, folks, if you're a hiring manager, if you're a company watching this, what is the point of creating a job description that is not a real reflection of the role? Like I don't get it. Stop doing that. Like your people are wasting their time customizing their resume for these positions. And, and, and you're not even using keywords that are that are key for the position when you're searching for them on the ATS. And so a whole bunch of people are just going to be sitting there in your ATS. How efficient is that? How effective is that? Hiring managers, companies, organizations, I'm asking you to step your game up right now. Put some effort into creating a, an effective job description. What's the point of putting a job description out there that doesn't even reflect the role? I don't get it. It's not going to help you in your hiring process. It's not going to help you in your recruitment process. You're going to be attracting candidates that are not even the right fit for the role. And, and you're making a whole bunch of people customize their resume for positions that, and it's not even like the right things they're customizing. Knock it off. Like, folks, seriously. Right. So, Anjali, thanks so much for sharing that. And yeah, folks, I have unfortunately experienced this plenty of times as a recruiter when I have met with clients, with organizations, with hiring teams, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? This is just a generic job description and it's not. And it's not even uh, what we're really looking for, really, Dean. You know, X, Y, Z. These are this is what we're really looking for. Now, obviously, when I'm at a client meeting, I can't out give a, do an outburst like I'm doing right now, right? I gotta be professional. I gotta be respectful, and I don't want to lose the client, right? But by 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 being upfront like this, but in my head, I'm thinking, 
folks are like, what are you doing? What, what's the point of putting out a job description that doesn't even reflect the position? I don't get it. Like, why are you doing that? It doesn't make, it makes zero sense to me. I don't get it. So anyway, uh, look, I'm just ranting here at this point, but, but, I'm, but folks, this is the reality of the situation. And unfortunately, folks, un- unfortunately, uh, and you know, here's the thing that and I feel so sad having to say this, but there, there will be times, folks, when you are customizing your resume for these jobs, for these positions, and it's not even going to matter because of situations like this, just like Anjali shared, where the job description is not even what they're looking for, right? And I mean, it's messed up, right? But 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 that being said, that being said, folks, I know this is this is irritating and frustrating and stuff like that. But I still want you customizing your resume because you never know. There's no way for us to differentiate between positions where the job description is an accurate reflection of the role and those ones where it's it's not an accurate reflection. So I know it's frustrating. I know it's time consuming. I know it's, it's pissing you off just, to, just as much as it's probably pissing me off right now. But I still want you customizing your resume because I don't want you to be ruled out because you never know. Again, at the application stage, there's no way to figure out which ones are accurate, which ones are not. So I want you at your end as a job seeker. I want you to keep pushing through, keep customizing your resume regardless, all right? I know it's frustrating, but I want you to keep doing it because I don't want you to get ruled out uh, in the case that you're applying for a position and that position does happen to have a great uh, job description. By the way, I'm a, not all companies do this, folks. Uh, you know, I, I got to give credit where credit's due. There's a lot of companies out there that have stepped their game up. They are taking the time to create excellent job descriptions that are an, act, an actual reflection of the position and the role. So a kudos and a shout out to all those companies out there that are putting those efforts in, right? I'm not saying all companies are are, are, are being incompetent like this, but it does exist, right? So 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 just keep that in mind, folks. All right. So um, yeah, Anjali. So I did share my comments on that. No, uh, so, so Michael, no worries. Uh, Mustafa says the problem is sometimes things are not on the JD. They would still ask you if you uh, experienced <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, this is this is the this is the thing that really like fires me up, folks. Like like honestly. And, 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 and this is not helping you as an organization, folks, right? For those of you who are who are hiring teams, hiring managers, organizations, it's not going to help you because why? People applying to the role are not going to be the right skill set that you're looking for, right? And you're going to be asking about stuff that they don't even have. So maybe there's a miscommunication between yourself and your HR department or, or something like that. Set aside the time to meet with your HR team. If you have an HR department, if you have an internal corporate recruiter, if you're working with agency partners, you need to you need to have a conversation and, and really set the stage for, hey, this might be the job description, but this is not an accurate accurate reflection of what we're looking for. This and this and this and this is exactly what we're looking for. This is what we want you to look for. This is what we want you to uh, you know go out there and 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 look for in in the candidates that you send our way. Or you need to redo the job description, folks. All right. So if you're a company watching this, you're a hiring manager, you're an HR person, step it up, folks. You, you got to do this because you're not you're not improving. You're not doing anything positive for your recruitment cycle or your recruitment process. You're going to be wasting time, wasting other people's time, right? These people who are taking the time to customize their resume, you're wasting their time and you're wasting your own time as well because you're going to be attracting candidates who aren't even a fit for what you're looking for. So great point here, Mustafa, right? This is I mean, this is exactly what's wrong. Well, so so you gotta mention what you really need on the job description, right? If you're a hiring manager or 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 hiring team or an HR department that's watching this, all right? So so thanks for sharing that, Mustafa. Right? It's sad but true, folks. This is the reality of the situation, unfortunately, right? <clears throat> so uh, Mustafa says, I rejected a job with a the hospital. They put a range of salary, and when I received the offer, they offered me less than what was posted on the description, which I don't understand. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's here's another annoying thing that happens, right? Why would you post uh, like one, uh, you know, one salary range on on the on the job description, 
and then throughout the interview process you you make it appear like everything's fine with the candidate yeah yeah we like you we you know you'll be perfect for the position blah 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 all that stuff and and then ultimately present them with a salary that's below the range right or or what was posted on the description why do that like like what's the point if you had an issue with paying paying uh, Mustafa for example right i'm using you as an example right now Mustafa but if you if you if you want to hire Mustafa and you had a problem with what Mustafa was asking in terms of his salary and his and 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 what he's asking for why why are you bringing it up right at the end why not bring it up as early on as possible yeah you save yourself time you save Mustafa time as well cuz now what you've done you've invested time and resources in the meeting with him maybe multiple times uh maybe gathering various stakeholders from your from your hiring team and what not to meet with Mustafa and talk about how he created it is and oh yeah this is what the project is and yeah he can do this he can do that if you had an issue with the salary that he was asking bring it up up front folks bring it up within the first interview right and and, and I see your your next comment here Mustafa apparently was not in their budget yeah exactly so so folks look if 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 a candidate is not within your budget within what you're looking for bring it up as soon as possible why are you waiting until the very end right you're just wasting your own time you're wasting the candidate's time as well and maybe maybe if you bring it up up front and maybe if there's logical reason to it maybe Mustafa would have been okay with it maybe he might have been a little flexible who knows but the fact that you're bringing it up right at the end that's just bad that, that's just bad negotiation strategy right there like like seriously If you got a problem with what what a candidate's asking for uh, in terms of their salary and, and their expectations their their the compensation bring it up as upfront as as much as possible now and and previously when I was in recruitment this is like one of the first things I would do is I would always uh, you know get the salary part out of, out of the way upfront I would let the let the candidates know when I on the initial phone call I let them know hey this is the salary range this is what the client's offering and then take the conversation from there right because you know we can, we can all go on and on about how money is not important and blah 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 all this stuff yeah let uh, tell that to the landlord right let, tell that to the bank when your mortgage is due the money is not important <laughs> try that look you you got to you got to sort out the financial stuff folks like if you're a hiring team if you're a hiring manager if you got issues with what a candidate's asking bring it up up front have that conversation early on so you can either you know figure out okay yeah uh, okay fine yeah, you, you you know i'm not within your budget but you know what i'm i still want to continue the interview process i still like your company i'm still open to having a discussion you either either that's going to happen or it's going to be hey look this is not going to work out i have certain financial uh, you know requirements that i have and it's just not going to work out it's just not going to make sense all right so so either way folks look uh, yeah, transparency is extremely important right especially for companies as well so uh <laughs> mustafa says <laughs> mustafa says dean don't be pissed brother we need you all right all right, right mustafa i'm i'm going to calm down now i'm going to calm down uh uh anjali says thanks dean hey no worries anjali uh so yeah looks uh, so you know that was a bit of a rant there folks but look I'm here to present you with the realities of of, of the situation in in recruitment, in hiring, and in in all these things. So, uh, you know, hope today's session was helpful. Uh, let me know if uh, if you have any other questions, any other areas you want me to cover in my live stream. So I go live every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. So see you again next week, Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. I do go live. I do post content here and there, folks. So uh, you can definitely see me around on LinkedIn as well, as well as uh, the other platforms. And, uh, and and let me know in the comments if you found this session helpful. And if you haven't done so already, please like, share, comment, so that uh, this session is available to everyone else in your network who might find use of it. And uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic day. Everybody, take care. And hey, look, 
keep keep pushing through in your job search folks keep pushing through in the job search and keep going for what you want i see a question here from mustafa so i'm going to answer a question by the way anyone has any questions feel free to put in the comments i'm still okay with sticking around for a bit uh mustafa says is it appropriate to ask the interviewer at the end of the interview uh, at the end of the interview how did i do yeah i don't see an issue with that mustafa right and in fact i'm, I'm glad you're asking this question i'm glad you're willing to ask that actually <clears throat> so good for you mustafa because a lot of people they don't want to ask they don't want to ask these tough questions i think it's a great question to ask at the end mustafa right and, and there's so many ways you can word this you can say hey uh hey you, you know dean appreciate your time and and, and uh, letting me know more about this opportunity you know at my end i definitely feel like this is a great opportunity for me uh, i did want to ask you dean hey how do you think i, I did at, at today's interview how did you think uh, uh you know was i was i did i answer the questions that you wanted to find out uh in, in as much detail as you wanted i mean there's so many different ways but that you can ask but absolutely mustafa it's definitely a question you want to ask you definitely want to ask that question because and and and, and another reason why you want to ask this is simply no one else is asking this mustafa right most people shy away from asking tough questions like this and uh and yeah mustafa look mustafa says i did once and they call me ballsy yeah exactly right because people are not used to to them asking these upfront questions and it is definitely a ballsy question and it puts them on the spot and it actually actually forces them <clears throat> not forced but it actually uh, gets them to open up even more right and and now it does depend on how you ask you got to ask it in a professional way with a great attitude with a smile on your face you don't want you don't want to ask i mean how you ask is just as important as what you ask right folks how you ask is just as important as what you ask so uh, assuming mustafa did this with a smile on his face and a positive attitude and respectfully and professionally absolutely i mean uh, i mean it's it's going it, it could potentially open up a great further conversation and, and they might even highlight what they liked about you what areas they were uh, they were uncertain about and stuff like that so it's definitely a great question to ask mustafa right so definitely encourage everyone uh to to ask uh, you know those kind of tough questions at the end of the interview as well uh, anthony says thanks dean hey no worries anthony hope you found value in the session all right folks looks like that's all the questions everybody have a fantastic day hey piggy pushing through in your job search don't give up do what you got to do to get in front of the right people folks right whether that's applying online uh connecting with people on linkedin direct messaging all of these different avenues that you can use to to position yourself as the top talent that you are right do not do not underestimate the fact that you are uh someone deserving of a great opportunity so keep pushing through in your job search just a matter of standing out folks you got to stand out from the noise a lot of noise going on right now right so many people competing over fewer opportunities so you got to figure out hey what can i do to position myself and stand out from the crowd so use every avenue every option available to you folks to get yourself in front of those opportunities in front of the right people in front of those teams you want to work for so you can continue to to do the amazing things all of you doing in your in your profession and in your career right so again thanks everyone for your time uh, uh again i go live every wednesday 11 a.m eastern time zone feel free to tune in next week as well and follow my content i'm always putting on content every day uh and also for those of you with an interest in cyber security again uh, make sure you tune in again tomorrow Uh, same time 11 a.m eastern time zone my guest is going to be uh danny payar and he's going to be teaching us he's going to be telling us educating us on how we can be more cyber secure more cyber smart and cyber aware so that we protect ourselves from cyber criminals all right so thanks so much everyone for tuning in i'm going to wrap this session up everyone have a fantastic day all right take care